Hi! You guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome back to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. Joined, as I always am, by my bosom buddy, Bubby Castrone. Hey, Dan. Good to see you. Good to be friends. Good to be here in the pod with you. Podcasting and and podding together. Yeah, bro. You're out of all the pods I'm in. You're part of my favorite pod. I'm in like 13, 14 pods right now. This is one of my favorites. What are some of your other pods you're into? Let's see if there's anything behind this bit. I oh, like I'm talking it. about groups of people that I hang out with. Because, you know, you're oh. supposed to have pods. Oh. So we're up to like we're up to like 13 pods now of oh, just like... friends. Oh, wait a second. You're being safe here. You're up to 13 now? Yeah, yeah. You're you know, basically living life before You're not COVID. supposed to be in groups of people, so you have to pod to be safe. So I just have like nonstop pods all day long. Do you live in Orange County by any chance? <laughs> I'm in Huntington. Yeah, that's a little uh, regional humor for you out there. Regional humor. Those guys don't give a fuck about masks. (laughs) Uh, This is the Throwback Podcast, your destination for all. This is new. I've never done this before. Your destination for all things nostalgia related. If you were born in exactly 1980. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I like how you opened it up to everybody and then you immediately reminded them that we're limited in scope. That was perfect. So limited. And yet, Bob, we're about, what is this, our 106th or 7th episode? No, more than that. We're in the, like, 114, maybe? Holy goodness gracious. Today's episode's a special one. It's fulfilling a promise north of the border. You know, Bob and I have a, I would say, tangled history. Complicated relationship. Yeah, with Canada. Um, We both dated women that were former roommates up there in Toronto, one of your finest cities. Neither relationship ended the way we wanted it to. And I, then we had no other connection with the country. I'd say one ended a little a little awkwardly and the other ended oh. in complete disaster. Oh, my God. In it just, almost ended Bob's life, his relationship with Canada. Yeah, it, it almost ended Canada. I was ready to just declare <laughs> vengeance on the entire great white north and bring it all down. But the good thing is that is the only kind of uh, personal connection we have with the country. However, from the podcast I do that people care about and love, the Around the NFL podcast, where you could everything you need to know about the NFL That's as a, a new season approaches. The NFL and its analysis. The NFL is that mirth. thing that people used to watch when there were sports, right? That's what <laughs> that was. What are you guys doing now? But we talked about it on that podcast that Canada is Canada is actually in terms of listenership way up there for that show. And we have Canadians that listen to this show. So since we don't we don't personally know you, but it feels like we know people from Canada beyond our two doomed relationships. <laughs> and it's all love. One love. Yeah. Love the rest of the people I met up there. Like you said, Toronto. Fantastic city. Oh, yeah. And Vancouver. Very clean. We from what hear, I've, heard. I've heard really good things about how clean very Vancouver clean. is. Right there on the water. Pristine. So fulfilling a promise to uh, Sports Talk Radio. Up there in Toronto, I did a radio spot, and at the end of the spot, um, 
the co-hosts are big fans of both the Around the NFL podcast and this show, Bob. Yeah, they really strong-armed you into promoting this podcast. You were <laughs> no, ready to so... you were ready to sign you were ready to sign off, and they were like, "Let's talk about your other pod." And you they had backed to. me into a corner. They to. really did. And uh, I said, "Okay," as a as an olive branch. Not that it was needed because U.S. Canada relationships has always been pretty strong. I mean, mm, well, they're not going to mess with us. To... I, you know, ultimately, they're not going to mess with mm-hmm. us. But like, I'm saying, it's been a good relationship back and forth. Yep. Um, diplomatic, friendly. I said, "Hey, do you? We'll do a throwback podcast episode on any Canadian artist you want." One guy said, "Nickelback." Not ironically. <laughs> no. Nope. Like he was serious. The other dude said, "Bare naked ladies." Yep. And since bare naked ladies is like when I think Bob's high school musical taste sometimes would kind of dovetail into like this kind of nerdy area of rock and roll and bare naked ladies was squarely in that zone. So I knew Bob was in and uh, I like several of their songs. So that that's why we're doing stunt today. Just because one guy wears glasses doesn't mean they're a nerdy band. There are other reasons. You know what I mean. There are other reasons why they're a nerdy. band. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not saying the County Crows are cool either. <laughs> no, but wait, these... is that the rule? If one guy in the band has glasses, is the band nerdy? It might be the rule, actually, now that Wait, I think about it. Corn. Jonathan Davis wears those glasses. Corn. Mm. Corn. Ruining right. my theories. I'm sorry. Davis. Corn ruins everything. He ruined our podcast once. <laughs> did. And now he's ruined so a terrible. perfectly solid, workable theory <laughs> that any band that has a guy that wears glasses is dorky. <laughs> um, so anyway, we're doing Stunt. I'm really excited to, to talk about this band because they're kind of funny to me. Yeah. And they try to be funny, so that's part of it too, but... But that's not why you think they're funny. Yeah, there's just something about them. Them trying to be funny is the least funny thing about them. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it well, is. I was a legitimate BNL fan. Yeah, it's Ben. Save it. Oh, oh, my God. Come on. Do we have to start over now? I couldn't help it. it I know. Out. You got so it excited to Did do you, it. Speaking of the ATN podcast, when I talked about, we talked about on the show our Canadian listeners. I did my ta- top 10 things I love about Canada. I did listen to that. And number one was, yes, man. Yep. And I think they didn't fully appreciate it the way that I do, Dan. I know. Bob. Those football heads just didn't get it. They're all like, oh, 10 yard line. Oh, <laughs> the halfback sweep. Oh. I like it being more basic, like 10 yard line. <laughs> oh, forward passes. <laughs> uh, all right. So go ahead. What were you we saying? I was a fan, so this is something. Yeah, this is good. This is an album that I own. Yes, man. I'm excited to do. I'm excited for you to do It's Been another 300 times before yes, we're man. done with this episode. I'm sure our fans are. People love that you do that. Where do you come down on It's Been? Your It's Been? No, do you hear? I even said it without doing the impression. Like, where do you come down on It's Been? <laughs> I don't know what that means. Not my impression, just on It's Been. The way that it, the song begins, you mean? Is that what you're asking me? I don't know what you're asking me. That's one of the things about your band, that it's really <laughs> however you interpret even that question. It's like its own religion. It could mean it whatever is, you need it to mean. Okay. I, I'm for it. You're pro or yet's been? I'm a believer. In what? It's been. What's that? It's been. <laughs> it's been. It's been. Is that song on this album? Of course it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But before we get into the does album. Does it have that dopey million dollar song? If I had it doesn't, a million it doesn't. dollars. You're safe. You're safe. It doesn't have that okay. song. I know you hate that, that song. That song's dopey. <laughs> that song is pretty dopey. <laughs> kind of love it, though. Uh, the reason we're doing this tonight, Dan, is not because of our, our exes in Canada. 
or because of my love of nerd rock in the late 90s. No, it's because the Patreonies voted for it in a Patreon poll, patreon.com oh, really? slash throwback pod. Oh, that's great. Right? This is a winner. So that entire rambling preamble. Unnecessary. Where it felt like, or I was intimating that this was done out of respect for the Toronto sports radio industry. This was actually just a poll that was. <laughs> we would have done it eventually, no matter what. <laughs> there would have been respect shown to Canada either way. Yes. Okay, but maybe the way I was pitching it wasn't actually the But truth. I think the ultimate respect to Canada, this was a poll in July where the Bare Naked Ladies went up against Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, Everclear, Sparkle and Fade, and the Black Rebel Motorcycle Club's debut album. And BNL just came in with 49% of the vote, wiping the other okay. three bands away. We're going to pull back the curtain here a little bit. I like this, Bob. So when you see a poll that goes up on the Patreon like that, we're basically telling you, pick this band that's not entirely true because no one is ever even the guys from clap your hands say yeah are not going to vote for that to be on the show 10 percent of our listeners did uh what are the other options black rebel motorcycle club i haven't even thought of them in 15 years Dave, that is my favorite album of this year for some reason <laughs> i know i sent you one of the songs recently because i've been listening to it a lot for whatever reason it's so good they were like to me my favorite band of the uh, war in iraq Part two. But that's over now. Is it though? Kind of. Not really. Maybe. VRMC. Maybe not. Relevant. And what's the other one? Everclear, Sparkle, and Fade. Okay. So in a way, maybe your theory, it was a two-horse race. It kind of was. And what did Everclear come in second? They did. 27%. Okay. Yep. Okay. I'd like to do another Everclear album. Oh, we will. Yeah. So. Out of respect to you. If you guys want to be a part of it. We should do another Everclear. If you guys want another Everclear album or... To tell Dan to go fuck himself because you like clap your hands, say yeah, and you, you want me? us to do it. We could put go that on Patreon.com every poll for the rest of the run of the show, and it will never win. Patreon.com slash throwback pod. <laughs> All right. And that's where we're at. So let's do. Am I talking too much? Because I'm drinking a Red Bull and Tito's right now. I say, that's a question of a stoned person, or I guess somebody <laughs> drinking Red Bull and Tito's. No, you're talking the right amount. It's been perfect. All right, let me know. Ants been? Okay, perfect. let's go back to when this album came out. Do you want to venture a guess? Ants been about? <laughs> <laughs> Effortless. I would say... Oh, that should be a rule. If you say Ants been without saying Ants been, Deal. you yeah. have to drink. Okay. In this episode. And everybody at home as well. Driving or not. You Driving have to just... or not. If one of us fail to say Ants been, when we say Ants been... If you're on a treadmill, it doesn't matter. Drink. Drink that water. You should be hydrating either way. Um, you know, Erpsbran felt like when that song was a hit, I want to say it was a summer song, um, which means that it would have been released, let's say, in May of 98. Great guess. I think that's when the single was released. The album came out July 7th, 1998. July. Oh, the album came album out. Came okay. Out. I think the right, single they, came yep, out first. All right. That makes yep, sense. Yep. 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 Sinks yep. Up. That month, uh, three big birthdays. Nope. <laughs> uh, Malia Obama, Jaden Smith, and Bindi Irwin were all born. Interesting. What was the middle one? Uh, Jaden Smith. So all famous progeny? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yep. That was good. Did you do that? Did, did you like say, I want to find some 
kids that have famous parents? No, I just look to see. I sometimes I look to see like whose birthdays uh, who Who's was born birthday? that month, and we went back far enough where I figured there'd be some some interesting people. And there you go. I still remember. See, Bob, we've been doing this too long because I don't know if we've already talked about this, but we're going to talk about it again. When the crocodile hunter bit it, okay? We've definitely talked about it because we've never gone more than like three times seeing each other without talking about it. So It was August of 2007. How do I know that? Uh, because you were having a party on your Lower East Side uh, <laughs> deck. And I know the iPhone had just come out as well. Big time party. Big I mean, party. Yeah. There was a lot of stuff cooking in the background. And also, Bob, this is, I think this is, could this be right? Yeah, the first big single off Graduation, Stronger, by Kanye, was also just out. that makes sense. And all these pop culture (laughs) things were fucking popping off uh, on Orchard Street. And and uh, but then when Irwin bit it, the stingray popped him in the heart in a big spot. Boom. In the biggest of all spots. Yeah. uh, Tough spot for the daughter. But she's sounds like she's really uh, bounced back. I think I think Bindi, she has a career of her own. In his, she's followed his footsteps. Yeah, she's nice uh, job by Mindy. Good job by Bindi. 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 A uh, couple of uh, big time TV shows ended that month. Dan, I bet you guys thought we were going to say something inappropriate about Bindi. never. Nope, never. Hell no. Ellen and Family Matters both ended their runs in July 1998. Ellen did the Yep I'm Gay episode and yep. was promptly canceled. Yep, never that was, forget that. That was the first time she was canceled. <laughs> Turned out not to be the last. Right. Different, different, different kind. Of was canceled. that progress for society that she just got canceled for being an asshole recently? Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she's not fully canceled. She'll be OK. OK. Yeah. Uh, also, apparently there was a, a time cop TV show that got canceled that month. I remember it was on Fox. Was do it? you really remember that? I do remember it. you went on a date. One of my first my first date. Your first tongue kiss was the time cop. Well, th- when you say it like that, it sounds gross. Uh, no, it was. It like, was. No, it was it like a 15 year old version of yourself. Tongue kissing. No. 14. How old were you? After uh, Time Cop, my uh, my girlfriend and I at the time, this is ninth grade. We went to the park and it was probably my first legitimate makeout sesh was post Time Cop. The movie. Mm, Jean-Claude Van Damme. You went to see a Jean-Claude Van Damme <laughs> we did. movie yep. with a girl on a date. At the Pearl River <laughs> Central Twin. It's the most 90s thing. At the age of like 14. That is good, Bob. Yeah. That really got my engine revving, hearing that story. <laughs> uh, so first base, more or what? First base. Okay. I was a respectful young lad. If you're around first base and head for second, hey. <laughs> okay, Uncle Dan. <laughs> um, some big other big movies, though, came out that month. Thank you for the segue there. I'm going to plug in my computer because... Uh, yeah, it's brand Listen new. to some of these uh, heavy hitters. Armageddon. Yep. Lethal Weapon 4. I have not seen either of these two movies so far. I still can't believe you haven't seen Armageddon. That's right in your yeah. I like bad shit wheelhouse. Didn't have a girlfriend. Why would I go see a movie like you that? You've had plenty of time since to go see it. Why? Because it's Armageddon. Yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, you're saying Armageddon's a good movie? It's a movie about a bunch of astronauts that land on no, an asteroid. No, see, you're wrong already. Before it hits they're, the not, Earth. they're not astronauts. Not they're a, a ragtag movie. group of coal miners, dude. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, come on. Uh, Stupid. Something about Mary, which we saw together. Oh, yeah. That was a that was one of like the best movie experiences of my life. Because we went out that amazing. night, we didn't know what we were going to see. It was us with our friends. We showed up at this movie theater. We go in there. I knew nothing about the movie and laughed harder than I had ever laughed in my life. 
Yes. So that was pretty cool. That is, I would say that movie and Borat or Borat are Borat the hardest I've ever said. laughed in a movie theater. I would add South Park, Bigger, Longer, Uncut. That was up three hardest too. for sure. Um, Saving Private Ryan came out that month. Lindsay Lohan's The Parent Trap came out that month. Mm, Lindsay. <laughs> the Parent Trap, Dan. She was like 11. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, don't. Just stop no, just, now. Go ahead. But one more movie came out that month. And as much as you and I agree on many things, there are a few things where we're not on the same page. And I would say this movie is definitely the latter. Sports figure in the country. According to Mrs. Elsie Melcher, a neighbor who asked not to be identified, Joe Cooper left his house two weeks ago. According to Angelique Bones, a nosy bitch who lives up the street, he took with him only a toothbrush, a wallet, a steamer trunk, and a plane ticket to Calcutta. Police theorized several possible scenarios of what happened to the man affectionately known to the world as Coop. Well, I don't know where the hell he is. For all I care, he could be hanging by his neck in his fucking closet. Scenario number one. (laughs) He's hanging by his neck in his fucking closet. And then there's a dramatic reenactment of an old guy smoking a cigarette hanging by his neck. Basketball, starring Trey Parker and Matt Stone, came out in July 98. I think this movie is so funny. Thought back then. I haven't seen it in 20 years, but damn, funny movie. Yeah, I hated basketball. There were two types of South Park fans if because we were right in the zone to be into the show because we were in our later high school years uh, when the show launched and um, it was an instant kind of sensation and we all loved it but there was the difference between people that really enjoyed it and and followed these guys and said oh man they're awesome then there were the fanboys which I would put like you I was 1000% a fanboy yeah and part of being a fanboy of Trey Parker and Matt Stone was to say that anything they did was awesome. And there were two things that were not awesome. One was that, what we just listened to. Basketball is not a good movie. So funny. It is. So many funny parts. It's like a 30 minute episode of like a a sitcom. It's drawn out over an hour and a half. It's the funniest thing Yasmin Bleeth and Jenny McCarthy have ever done. Okay. I'll give you that. Um, and then the other one is the their movie before that. What was it? It was Orgasmo. Oh, I did not like Orgasmo. As a fanboy, I was I not into Orgasmo. Get, that was I could not I could not deal with that. But I love the Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. I love Book of Mormon. I love South Park. I love Team America. It was just those two movies were not my thing. I used to walk around with a VHS tape of the first six episodes of South Park and make people watch it that had never seen it like i was obsessed with south park cannibal the musical uh that was the other one was hugely that wasn't my thing either important to me love yeah, that movie that, that orgasmo i'll just leave out that was the other one that people like you need to like understand how funny this was and i just could not mm. i could not get into it uh but yeah what are you gonna do what are you gonna do before we play the number i think one- those guys have a chance to make some money before we play the number one song in the country in July 1998, when uh, Stunt came out, do you want to guess who was on the cover of Maxim Magazine? Maxim Magazine in July of 98? I'll give you a hint. I'm going to say Liv Tyler, Armageddon. It's a good guess. I'll give you uh, here's a quick hint, though. She came up on a recent episode of the Throwback Podcast because her husband loves eating pussy. 
happens at a joke. Correct. It's going under that entrapment laser beam. Yep. Putting her little hiney under the laser beam. <laughs> yep. You could sum up her entire film career. <laughs> the the hiney that. scene. Putting her little hiney under the laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows exactly yep. what you're talking about. She was also really good in High Fidelity. Which That's I know true. you're upset the TV show just got canceled. Very upset. It was so good. The John Cusack movie that came out in 2000, which I love. Uh, everyone is great in that movie, but she's excellent as the beautiful, aloof girl that kind of yeah. buries him. Yeah. The new High Fidelity was, uh, could have been very, could have been great had they given it a little more time. Made me realize that the only reason I'm not currently dating Zoe Kravitz is because I don't want to meet her dad. Wait, what was that? Yeah, that's it. You what? I missed that. The only reason I'm not dating Zoe Kravitz is I just don't want to meet her dad. Like I just eat her out. No, God. (laughs) All right, here's the number one song. (laughs) You don't want to meet Lenny? Nah. I get it. Shows up to the door with all the scarves on. Yeah, calm down with the scarves. Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? Can we turn this up a little bit? Oh, yeah. You look kind of familiar. Yeah, you do too. But um, I just wanted to know, do you know somebody named... This is insane. You know <laughs> I don't remember this. Oh, yeah, it's the number one song in America. But I just want to let you know that he's mine. <laughs> no, no, he's mine. being so flat it does feel a little flat right now are you playing it at like 75 <laughs> percent i don't i'm giving it a shot but uh yeah this is the boy is mine by brandy and monica or by monica and brandy Dep- monica. depending who you ask such a huge hit and it was it was a monster hit that they both put it on their albums that came out following the single release that's some great cooperative diva stuff right there. Right. I wonder, yeah, I would love to know how the sausage got made on that one. Mm-hmm. Because clearly the people behind the scenes are like, oh, this is a hit. Right. And then comes the messiness of, all right, so whose song is this really? Yeah. Um, here's, okay, I'm going to quiz you, Bob. In addition to being a huge Moesha. radio hit. <laughs> That's not what you're asking. Uh, it was a huge MTV hit. Do you remember who the boy is? Mackay Pfeiffer. Correct. Yes. I, I mean, I want to give you credit, but you could I could have asked you any R&B video from 1997 to 2001 who the boy in it is. Probably Mackay Pfeiffer. Yes, but what made that nerve-wracking is there's only one correct answer, and every other answer is so wrong. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the boy is mine. This is huge. This is a huge hit. I, I really... This was just not in our world. We we actively didn't listen to stuff like this, obviously. Have we been doing this long enough where we can tell when when the production is dated and poor? Is that why? It <laughs> Maybe that's see? it. It doesn't... It's just not exploding into the old eardrums. Yeah. It's not a good song, really. It's okay. Also, it's a song that would never thematically exist in 
the 21st century where we are now. Because they'd be on the same team. They'd be they'd like, be, the boy's not worth it. Right. In, yeah. in, the, in the video at the end, I recall, they turn on Mackay Pfeiffer okay. at the very end. But in the song itself, unless I'm missing something in the, the end of it, uh, and I don't care to find out. <laughs> I never made it to the end before. Uh, I don't think that's the case. I think they, they're just fighting over him. Yeah. That was, but that was what, you know, girls did in the 90s. They fought over boys. Now, here, here's the take, Bob, because we're not in that mix anymore. But girls are still fighting over boys, right? Of course. It's still happening. Boys are still fighting over girls. Happens all the time. All right. So let's. But we just don't talk about it maybe anymore. Maybe normalize high school relationships. Nope. Nope. Is that allowed? No. No. We're past that. I'm going to stop right there. It's just a take. So what can we do next? It's been one take. It's been one take. What was that? It's been one take. Uh, drink. Okay. <laughs> Especially mm-hmm. you on the treadmill. Hydrate, bitches. <laughs> Especially you pulling up to that sobriety checkpoint. <laughs> Officer, I have an explanation. <laughs> Here, listen. They told me to. <laughs> Sir, step out of the car, you <laughs> fucking idiot. It's been a few months since my last DUI. This isn't good. All right. I feel like everything we've ever done on this podcast is leading <laughs> up to this moment. Uh, do you have anything you want to say before the whole world changes? It's been such a tumultuous year, 2020, and things just seem to... It's wait, like, wait, what would you say? It's been a tumultuous year? It's been Drink. a tumultuous year. Drink. Thank you. It's been a tumultuous year, and just when you think 2020 can't outdo itself anymore, it does. And now here we are, Bob. Here we are. This is it. It's been all leading to this. It's been a hell of a ride. It's been great being your bosom buddy. Yeah, it's been great being yours. Yeah, it's been. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying, get back together, come back and see me. Three days since the living room. I realized it's all my fault, but couldn't tell you. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold it, now I want to look wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. Summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallow swiss, I like the sushi, cause it's never touched a frying pan. Hot like wasabi when I bust rhymes, big like me and rhymes, because I'm all about value. Bert Camper's got the mad hits, you try to match wits, you try to hold me, but I bust through. Can I make a break and take a bake out like a sink and they can shake out like vanilla? It's the finest of the flavors. Gonna see the show, cause then you'll know the vertigo is gonna go, cause it's so dangerous, you'll have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral, can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Wow. Yes. Stand proud, Canada. <laughs> you did it. Reached number one on the hot Billboard Hot 100 chart for one week, but was everywhere in 1998. And I think listening to the beginning of that song, Bob, reminds me how just when you're ready to write the song off as this nerdy, overly cute, winking 90s novelty song, mm-hmm. that pre-chorus 
bridge comes in and it's like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, this is a well-structured song. This kind of has three different things it's like, happening oh, this is in it. It's a pretty melody and the music is interesting underneath and then it explodes into the chorus and it's like, oh, okay. And there's even something about the way that the white boy rapping is coming off that you know he's not taking it seriously. Right. Which was, you know, white boy rapping was a big thing in the late 90s, early aughts. Bridge again. Well, you know the fucking song. So, yeah, I mean, you're right. Ed Robertson is the other guy. There's Stephen Page, mm-hmm. who was the smaller, chubbier dude right. with glasses. With glasses. And then there was Ed Robertson, who's the taller, dark-haired guy who... Page did most of the singing, Robertson popped in here and there, right? Right. But they were also the kind of two lead dudes in terms of the creative direction, right? Now I'm going to. Sounds right to me. I mean, I haven't been plugged into the BNL hierarchy since roughly late 1998. So I don't really remember that much, but everything that you've said so far sounds right to me. (laughs) Wow. You just turned your back on Bare Naked Ladies in a big spot. Well, they're not a band that I listen to a lot nowadays. And I don't even think I listened to them a lot in 2002, but in 1997 through 99, bring it. Yeah, because this they fold in so neatly with some of those other bands you're into, like Ben Folds Five, right? Uh, County Crows. Uh, there was another band in that mix that you're Weird Al Yankovic. No, I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah, they were part of that that blues traveler, even Dave Matthews sort of group of right. college rock at the time. And as kids that were about to go off to college, this was like, oh, this is the music that I should be listening to. It's cool. To... What the? This is music that I should be listening to. It's like cool to listen to this music. And I like it. Like, I've definitely told this story, but like on my college tour when I was looking at Towson University, somebody in the group asked the cute tour guide um, what was it a music guy or a girl? doesn't matter what music uh, he or she listened to. <laughs> and he or she said, oh, I love the Bare Naked Ladies. And I'd like took a mental note in like the Listen to Bare Naked in ladies. the fall of 97 being like, I got to get into the Bare Naked Ladies. Purchase the next album that comes out, yeah, regardless so that, when of how, how saturated the single is in that, the market. That way, when I'm on campus and <laughs> I see he or she that led the tour. Him or her will be very impressed by me. I, it was a guy. I, you know, I. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a guy. I, I can totally see that. Um, I, I was stayed local the first two years of college before transferring up to Boston. But I could see like a seventeen-year-old, Bubby, hearing that oh, Bare Naked Ladies is a college band that's popular. Let me study up and be ready. Yeah, I mean, let me you were it. ready for college when college came. Yes. I would say that. Like, you were excited about it, but you weren't just excited about the idea of, you know, getting out of the house. And you, I feel like you were just excited to do the entire college experience. That is definitely accurate. Yeah. So, Bare Naked Ladies, in some level, represented that experience. It was like a gateway for you. Yeah, in a way. I like that. You know, what's awesome about Canada? is that this wasn't even like their biggest single in Canada. Like Canada was like, they got it. They were well, like, they were already a big hit. I mean, here in America, we had the Welcome to the Old Apartment song. This, is, this is where we used to live. Yeah. Uh, and that was really it on uh, this side of the border. But yeah, they were huge up there. 
According to Wikipedia, One Week is the band's best performing single on the charts in both the U.S. and the U.K., though it slightly underperformed several other singles in Canada. That, to me, is very interesting. It's almost like Canada saw it as a little on the nose as their big radio swing for the fences that cleared the fences, obviously. They're like, no, we prefer... We prefer some other stuff. Should we play it again while we still talk about it? I remember the first time I heard it even just immediately thinking this is going to be the song of the summer. Like it just had that kind of can't miss. It just had that sound where you're like, this is going to be huge. I mean, any song that starts. It's been. I mean, you know, you're like, okay, and credit them. They were like, all right, fuck this. We got a hammer dropper. Uh, We're going to lead off the album with it. It's going to be the lead single. And we're not even going to bother with an instrumental intro. Well, it's been. We're just banging you with that. I'd say this is this, I think, showcases the greatest difference between Canada and Australia right now. In our last episode with the Nixess, Michael Hutchins started his episode off with some Boyd Tinsley grunting. (laughs) That tells you everything you need to know about Australia. Canada starts with it's been. I mean, come on. I'd never noticed this before, Bob, but did you know that track two? You know, they're a band that was, had a sense of humor to them. Track two is called, It's All Ben. It's, <laughs> it's All Ben. It's All Ben. It's all been done. It's Ben. Great pop single here, Bob. Great One more single. note before we give the song the respect it deserves. In 1999, American uh, artist Weird Al Yankovic recorded a parody to One Week called Jerry Springer, a song about a man's strange obsession with the Jerry Springer show for his album Running With Scissors. I mean, just tapping into the zeitgeist of the times, Dan, as somebody who owned a bootleg copy of Jerry Springer's wildest uncensored moments, you should feel <laughs> proud that you weren't alone. I did? Yeah, because you... It also had the Pam and Tommy sex tape on it. I think that was just included on the tape. I don't remember <laughs> really digging into the Springer side of things. All right, here's It's All Been Done. Uh, like I said, great pop song. Bro. Great pop song. And this was, uh, I think this was a pretty big single. I mean, I know it was a single. Pretty big. Huge in Canada. Number one, actually. Nice. Ah, I like it. It definitely sounds of the time in 2020, but... It's very... When I think of... Strangely, when I think of Bare Naked Ladies, I think of this song, like kind of this sunny yeah. harmonies, you know, really a little bit lightweight, uh, something that I could grow tired of while it's playing in TGI Fridays on the background, uh, but also at the same time, undeniably. Like this part right here just sounds like a lot of mid-90s, like Jim Blossom's kind of song. 
song is notable for being one of the band's first to feature an electric guitar solo by Ed Robertson, which you just heard. Yeah, Ed. Big Ed. Big Ed. The band performed this song on Saturday Night Live. This was also in like prime music video time, and I remember this video was very... It was a very well-produced video. Like they, There was a Price is Right reference he just made. I think there was like a big thing happening on the Price is Right set in the video, if I remember correctly. I don't know. I don't remember this video mm. so much. According to Wikipedia, it was shot in the former house of Andrew Dice Clay. You can tell there, you that. Okay. You can tell me that. You know you're um, You know you're struggling for factoids when that's it. <laughs> that's a nice little song. Nice single. It was the second single released. I don't know if it made a big dent here, but it was enough that we all knew it. Yeah. I'm sure we were at some I was at some Towson parties rocking out to that. Oh damn, I just looked ahead on the track listing and there is Oh. Oh yeah. Yep. One of the great sleep sex mix songs is on this album. Get out of here. Absolutely. I did not expect there to be any sleep sex mix songs tonight. Absolutely. It's coming up. Get ready. Close your eyes and dream when you are done with my dog. We can listen while we That's a tease. That song just keeps getting better every time we hear it. (laughs) When the little, like, keyboard comes in, I just can't get enough of that keyboard. Is that Joey D? Joey D. Prospero. All right, here's Light Up My Room, track three. I'm always a big fan of track threes, especially in the 90s. You knew a band new track three had to be good. Let's hear it. And as as a fan at the time, let me tell you, this is their wheelhouse right here. Okay, let's listen in. Hydra field cuts through my neighborhood. And somehow that always just made me feel good. I can put a spare bulb in my hand and light up my yard. Late at night when the wires in the walls sing in tune with the din of the falls. I'm conducting it all while I sleep to light this whole town. You question what I would do to get over and be with you. Lift you up over everything to light up my room. There's a shopping cart in the ravine. All right, tell me why, Bob, you think this is. I think what Bare Naked Ladies did well is lyrically they're they're interesting. They're I think great writers. Like they're really good at capturing a moment, capturing a feeling. And <clears throat> excuse me, and this are you crying? I'm really emotional <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, it's been a really rough time, Dan. Uh, yeah, and I think it like this tempo this is kind of right where they really hit their mark yeah and when we do get to the sleep sex mix entry i'm totally with you because i think uh for all their jokey 
kind of habits they have in their songwriting and delivery and all that. He has a really nice voice, Mm -hmm. and when they decide to lean into a song and, you know, kind of write a love song, they know what they're doing. Yeah. My favorite album of theirs was Rock Spectacle, which was like a live album. And a lot of their kind of slower songs in that were being played on my desktop computer right next to my dorm room bed while sleeping and potentially lovemaking. See? So I'm talking about it. You had it, whether you realized or not. I just had the the foresight to say, that's what this is, Mm -hmm. and put a label on it. I get it. I get it. I do like this a lot. Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel like these types of songs, they did very well when they slowed it down. And they're not known for this. In fact, when you write one... Yes, man. Sorry. (laughs) When you write one week, (laughs) uh, it it has a habit of overshadowing, you know, other, you know, the true nature of the band and and the layers uh, and the different uh, colors on the rainbow, if you will. I think that's my favorite type of song from them as well. I think. I w- listen. I wish I had a girlfriend in 1998. Would have enjoyed it. I bet oh, I would have been was, a bare naked lady. It fan. was the best. What having a girlfriend? girlfriends in '98? The best. <laughs> Fucking throw that shit in my face. You know what's gonna happen, Bob? In 2023, it's gonna be pouring outside in Los Angeles. Okay. And it's gonna be a. A, a thunder and lightning storm. It's already there's already flaws in this in this it's gonna be, it's scenario. Yeah. It's season. Okay. Violent storm. And you're gonna knock on my door. Then you're gonna be crying, just like you were crying minutes ago. Yeah. And you say it's over. It's finally over. It's been a long time coming. <laughs> she kicked me out. It's been hours since I've seen her. She's moved on already. There's another man. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to slam the door in your face. God. And I'm going to be like, remember when you had a girlfriend in high school and I didn't? <laughs> Guess what, bitch? It's getting even time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to open up my window. Uh-huh. And I'm going to make out with my wife while we watch Jerry <laughs> Maguire. <laughs> That's the most upsetting part of this thing. I don't want to watch you make out with your wife. But for some reason you will, and you'll just be crying. <laughs> and for some reason I'm picturing mascara running down your face. And well. you're going to be watching Jerry Maguire, you said? I don't know. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Here's I'll Be That Girl. I'll be. The magic of a kiss from such as me. You think? Here's a question. All right, let me get a sense of respect. right over. Here's the question. The year is 1998-1999. What starts as a humble Canadian tour spills over to the U.S. and then the world. Mm-hmm. Bare Naked Ladies is traveling the world behind a hit album. Stephen Page is the lead singer of the band. Mm-hmm. 
that dude getting laid a lot? Yes. Yes. Paige is getting... No. You think Pat Robertson's doing better than Paige? Yeah. Like, this being the singer... Ed Robinson. <laughs> Pat Robertson. <laughs> is Ed Robertson... Does being the singer... Is it a magic elixir where you could, you're still the one getting the most in the band? I wish... Well, you are in a band, but it hasn't taken off yet. Really. Yeah, it's you haven't been, learned how to play the guitar yet. That's part of the reason. It's mostly because of COVID-19, but also haven't learned how to play guitar. You know, I'm going to talk to Jackie Daytona, Jack Doyle, yeah. my good friend. I'm going to connect with him. He's been touring in some capacity for like 15 years now, and he's seen it all. He's been the lead singer of bands. He's been the bass player for bands. I'm going to ask him if the lead singer always does the best. Especially, I'd be curious for a band like this or like Ben Folds five. Like who was who no was... way, dude, Ben Folds. If he's still a virgin, I won't be stuck. <laughs> he has kids. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, even, I mean, these bands definitely had female fans, but were they the type that were waiting after the show to, you know, party <laughs> to hang out with Stephen page, to hang out with Stephen page, the take thing... his glasses off, fold them, put them next to the, <laughs> put them on the nightstand. And just rock his world to some I'll be that girl. It's like, are you going to take off your cardigan sweater? No, I you know, here's sing, the thing. sing I'll be that girl to me while you're on top. But that's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I wonder if that covers. Yeah. It's just interesting to me thinking about that. If if there are guys that had successful bands that and still, still couldn't get still it. couldn't close and how how demoralizing that would be if that was the case. I kind of think these guys all cleaned up, though. Yeah, I think so. Because even like the guys that the bands that didn't make it, but the but fans ve- that were mm-hmm. even think back to when we were in high school, the introverted kids that had a band, all of a sudden they were like hooking up with like the cute girls in the it's class. True, It's true. I think Stephen Page was hooking up, but very politely. <laughs> the other funny thing about Stephen Page, and I'm making light of it, it's, you know, he's not a, he doesn't have a typical front man look. He. He's got a little bit of a paunch and a round face, and that's fine. We could all relate to that. And glasses. And glasses. And paint-covered overalls. <laughs> and he wants a Red Rider BB gun for <laughs> Christmas. Um, but I wonder if that matters, ultimately, when you get to that level. The other thing about Stephen Page that I love, Bob, is when he got busted in New York City. When like a cop was just walking by his door and saw him in like a, with a face full of coke. I was like, all right, Stephen Page. There, oh, so now you know. I didn't know that story. Yeah, this guy definitely just fucks around like crazy. I'm going to look up that story because I think it was in a post in like 2005. Here's Lee. I've informed you to leave. Because I can't afford to lose more sleep. I get ill and I get tired. There's, this is so 90s to me. <laughs> this just sounds so late 90s right now. It does have that vibe. It's almost like that, you know, like when Train first came out. Kind of like, sounds like semi-sonic. 
or semi-sonic. Yeah, it's hitting all of those marks. I can't believe I never saw them live. You followed you them. You followed them around for a summer. What was that like? <laughs> Bob, you have no idea. Let me give you a little clue. You ever hear the stories about Motley Crue in the 80s on the Sunset Strip? Oh, yeah. Just imagine the Bare Naked Ladies in Vancouver, the cleanest city. So clean. In the Western Hemisphere. So we've heard. So we've heard. I can't believe you've never seen them. How is that possible? I don't know how it's possible. How did the Bare Naked Ladies and Counting Crows never tour together? That is shocking. Is there beef? Well, it makes sense because... Like I said earlier, like by 2001, too, I was done with this. So that wouldn't have happened afterwards. And I guess they maybe were too hot of a ticket in 1999. Like, couldn't get in there. Hmm. All right. I have the the police report on the Stephen Page arrest. I had. Oh, you know what you should do? You should play the next song, Alcohol, since I'm sure it's like another. I'm sure alcohol is involved. Yeah. Leave is fine. I don't love it. Yeah, it's fine. I could take it or leave. Nicely done. All right. <laughs> this is very 90s. Aside. All right. So this is from the Toronto Star a bit. But here we go. Cocaine bust nabs bare naked ladies' page. And there's an adjective here that's really messed up in the lead. And you're about to hear it. Stephen Page, frontman of the bare naked ladies rock group, has been charged with cocaine possession in a small town outside of Syracuse, New York. The 38-year-old cherub-faced singer. <laughs> no, nobody wants that. Why are you hitting him with cherub-faced in the lead? Yeah, he's got a fat face. You just leave him alone. <laughs> Why is that necessary? This, by the way, happened in 2008. The 38-year-old cherub-faced singer in one of Canada's best-known bands was arrested Friday at about 2 a.m. at an apartment in Fayetteville. Officers said they were investigating a car oddly parked with the driver's door open when they saw a man and a woman sitting at a kitchen table inside a nearby apartment with what police allege was cocaine in front of them. No quantity was given. Police said an apartment search turned up marijuana and more coke. He got charged. They were minding their own business. The woman he was with was 25. Nice. I mean, he was probably 26. He eventually, he was 38 at the time. Eventually, um, he left the band. I just respect that. I respect the guy with like a plate of coke and a, a younger woman with a woman with him. I just didn't expect it from Pitch. Good for him. Not so good was the timing of the arrest that came right when the Bare Naked Ladies released a children's album, Snack Time. <laughs> oh, no. That was his snack. My oh, no, was not the timing. It was that they released a children's album called Snack Time. What is that? Yeah, I don't like this. I don't like this song. I, don't, I remember not liking it back then, and it's still just rubbing me the wrong way. Too much going on here. Yeah. None of it's really connecting. And the, the piano solo from a bar in a um, old Western. Old-timey Western, yeah. Shootout is not going. Yeah, I don't like this one. Probably on a little too much Coke when you made that one. Oh, Bob! Hitting him where it hurts. No, I would never. Bob. I would never judge a rock star 
for doing a little coke with a younger woman. Bob, now share your experience with cocaine on this podcast. And remember, your son is listening. I don't have any experiences with cocaine that I'm going to share on the podcast. <laughs> All right, here we go. That's true. Kids, he's clean, no, as, we're, he's yeah, clean we're, as a whistle. We're good kids. We didn't. We were good kids. We really were. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Here we go, Bob. The sleep sex mix is about to go off. Oh, yeah. Yep. Good call. Oh, man. This one is... So since this predates you having a girlfriend, this was the sleep masturbation. (laughs) Let's listen. Call and answer. It's getting to the point where I can be myself again. It's getting to the point where we have almost made amends. I think it's the getting to the point. How about that? So this goes back to what you were saying earlier, uh, Bob, that you saw their kind of happy zone there with Light Up My Room. And they're just really good at slowing it down and for the fun we're having with the cherubic Stephen Page. Obviously a very good songwriter. Yeah. Great singer. And this is just a really nice song. Yeah. And it's something you could yeah, yeah. bone to. For people at home, Dan was just sitting sitting there just thrusting his hips in my direction. And then also, and drift also, off to sleep. Can't you imagine just drifting off to sleep? I mean, this was definitely on my Winamp, and I did drift <laughs> off to sleep many times to this song. All right, I love this part of the song, so let's listen to this. If you call, oh, this is not the part blanked out there so i was just taking no you know what bob definitely didn't like this when i was in high school no. but when i got to college and i probably got it off napster yep and it was playing on the real jukebox uh the real jukebox player on my desktop and yeah it, to me it's the sound of college yeah it really is yeah the bare naked ladies spans like my first two relationships because they were a band you would listen to with your girlfriend or you'd put songs on mixtapes and listening to this like I'm immediately back in my dorm with my college girlfriend like listening to the song right and it's not 2pm or 7pm it's like a late night song yeah it has that vibe um this is the this was a single co-written by a guy that Paige worked with a lot that used to be in Duran Duran how about that it was the third single released from Stunt, and I don't know how well it did, 
because I don't think I knew it until I was probably on Napster or just downloading a few songs. Right. I think I stumbled upon it more than anything else. It was right. on the Ed TV soundtrack. I don't know. I was going to say, this sounds like it should be in movies. Yeah. All right, here's the part. This is, to me, my favorite part. No, it's not there. You yet. do that every time. Every time he comes to the chorus. I kind of forgot about this song. Yeah. So I haven't heard it in a while. Well, Bare Naked Ladies, forget about One Hit Wonder. Bare Naked Ladies have been. I don't have no- sex before going to sleep anymore. So There's that too. But Bare Naked Ladies have been, because you're in the car, and she'll charge you extra if you fall asleep. <laughs> All right, here it comes. Listen to his voice builds here. The cherubic Stephen Page kills him. Beautiful. I'm not. I'm not positive about a lot of things in life, but I am certain that if our friend Jason Zumwalt was here right now, listening to this with us he would call that song dog shit. <laughs> and all of the praise, all of the praise that we're heaping on it, he would just be disgusted by us for even <laughs> respecting that song. I am positive about it. But that. what does that mean ultimately? I'm not saying it means one thing or another. I'm just saying I am certain that would be his reaction. Love Jay, <laughs> one of our best friends. Just at his pool last week. Yeah, it's one of, my, one, of my, one of my pods. He's in one of your many pods. Don't get Jason nervous. <laughs> Mr. Zumwalt is very concerned catching the the Rona. Um, but I, I just I think to not to not see the merit of that song is to not have a heart. Mm. I'm gonna go that far. Wow, man can't defend himself, but you're going after his heart. <laughs> no, you said it was. He thought it was bad. I think I'm Jay has that. a heart. <laughs> we'll have to hit him up. Yeah. We do. All right. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna text Jay right now. Okay. I'm going to tell him to listen to the song and get back to me on thoughts. Yes. Thank you. And while you do that, we're listening to In the Car. Between those longing I have no memory of this song whatsoever. I know you definitely have never heard it before because you didn't own the album. I did. Don't remember the song. There was just a masturbation line. Let's rewind that back a little bit. You know, whenever you have masturbation in the lyrics and you're like, I need a shun word. Let's take another draft at it and find something else. 
because it it's distracting. How about mutual liberation? I mean, it's not hard. Sublimation. Anything. Yeah. Constipation. See, then... A song about mutual constipation <laughs> would be very interesting. <laughs> then you're in trouble again. In the car, right there. Uh, and we are getting now into the back end of the album. Here is Never Is Enough. up suddenly and then oh yeah enroll at the local college earn me a degree and i could work weekends if i work real hard i could mow your backyard i could go to europe travel with my friends I could blow a thousand Deutschmarks to get drunk in a pub with some Australians. Buy a giant backpack. So a flag on the back. Think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. I never want to do that stuff. I think never is enough. Yeah, never is enough. You never have to do that stuff. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm in the crowd right now at the Bare Naked Ladies concert I never went to. Now, Just this is a song along. Jason would hate. Yeah. And I don't love it either. This is not in your wheelhouse either. I, I liked the song back in the day. Because it's clever. We've talked about this. I yeah, like, clever can be overrated. Yeah, you don't like clever as much as I do. I like clever sometimes. And this feels clever to me. I think clever is great when it's done in a way that's not trying to show you that it's clever. I think that's sometimes a wormhole Page and Robertson could fall down. And Lynch, the Duran Duran contributor, yeah. could fall into. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, maybe it's, is it a Canadian thing? Maybe? I don't know. I don't put that in Canada. You're going to throw it on Canada. <laughs> Look, at the top of this episode, we teased our issues with two uh, Canadian females. I don't know if we're going to get into those details, because that doesn't really... That was like a 2005 thing. That's over. It doesn't really feel like a bare naked ladies conversation, but I will say I got to spend some time around Canadians. Yeah. And uh, great people, kind people, nice yeah. people. A couple of a couple of weirdos that I met up there. Maybe so you, well, I guess you could say that about any nation. Yeah, but I'm I'm basing my opinion on all of Canada <laughs> on my one terrible <laughs> girlfriend's group of friends. I, in my brief um, introduction to that group, it was not great. No. But uh, I don't know. You had more. You had more of an interaction than I did because you went up there a few times, right? Yeah, a few times. How many times did you get up there? Maybe three or four. Probably four. Did you have to fly straight through? Did you have to stop over? Well, customs. Mostly flew, but we did drive in that one time. You and I flew to Buffalo. Met drove. up with our friend Brian and then drove over the border where we listened as we approached uh, customs, put on Summer of 69 on repeat <laughs> in the hopes that it would help us get through easily. And we just giggled like buffoons the entire way up. American idiots. American idiots. <laughs> just the first line of, I got my first real six string over like and over work. again. They yeah. don't need to pop the trunk if we're playing some Brian had, with a Y. We had nothing in the trunk, but that got us right in. All right, here's uh, Who Needs Sleep. I was expecting a little bit more Robertson. 
in a big spot on Stunt. Like mm. Stunt, Robertson gets a mic for a Little, couple songs. Well, that song, One Week, was a complete outlier to the normal sound. And there have been many, many, many articles written about it. Yeah. Uh, just about how it was like he was fucking... Yeah, but wasn't that later song... I actually want to play it before we move away from Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, they had a later single, maybe it was the follow-up album, that had a similar vibe to it. But I think that was definitely just them and their label being like, give us another one week. Right. Up until then, and for the rest of this album, that's not what they sounded like. How about you give Robertson the mic every once in a while? He does have the mic. This is him. No. This is uh, the other one. Paige. This, is, this isn't Paige. This is Robertson? Yeah. There's been a lot of Robertson on this. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> why did you just say that? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I thought the whole world knew that we're doing... This that, is all Robertson. That we're dealing with another... Uh, who's Maud's husband from the Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> I, I like that I remember Maude, but I can't remember her husband. <laughs> Johnny Resnick not, not and uh, Johnny. Uh, no. Uh, it was Johnny player. it was Johnny Maude and the guy who actually exists. <laughs> Go listen to our what is, what is this? I don't know. Robbie. Robbie. Robbie <laughs> yeah, go listen to our uh, Goo Goo Dolls episode if you're wondering what the fuck we're talking about. I love those fucking guys. Can we do another Goo Goo Dolls album? <laughs> we have to. I think it's time for a boy named Goo. Let's put that on a poll with Clap Your Hands, Say Yeah, and see what happens. Oh, man. Name. What a song. Great song. Ah, uh, name. Okay, come on. <laughs> That's a great song. What was another single on uh, Boy Named Goo? I don't know. We're, we're talking about Bare Naked Ladies right now. Eh. I can't go over the border to Buffalo and start <laughs> thinking about the Goo, the Goos. They're so close, though. They were. That we could kind of, I feel like... Fold it in. In fact, Iris... Uh, was the song that kept one one week from being a monster forever number one hit. Fun fact. So a little Buffalo Toronto turf war in a big spot. Makes sense with all of with everything happening. No wonder the bills didn't work out up the there. The bills, yeah, baseball. All right. So we're up to uh, what? Track eleven of how many? Thirteen. Eleven of thirteen. Here's right. "Told You So." Robbie Dackett. Wait, why did you just give me a weird look? Are you okay? No. <laughs> you're not okay. <laughs> oh, I like this song. I like you this so song. so confidently said that you're not okay. Wait, listen, listen to this. Listen to this song. It's a good one. Like, truth be told, Bob and I are both shaken up right now because we had ordered food. Uh, my wife my wife had ordered food for the three of us that was going to be delivered in between Podcast 1 and Podcast 2. And we just got banged by the old snafu when you order it, and then it just disappears. So now we're kind of, yeah, we're in trouble. Here's the other thing I'm dealing with is um, I've basically stopped eating food over the last month and a half. So I need this food to arrive. It needs to happen. Yeah. So there's Bob's life is on the line right now. It really is. I've had one beer, so I'm drunk now. All right, here's Told You So. I like this, right. this part coming okay. up. I never told you I agreed with you. I don't think I do. I wasn't sure quite what the whole thing meant, but I'm glad you went. 
Sounds like a song that the cast of Friends would listen to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I've been reading about the Goo Goo Dolls. Um, the ultimate Canadian disrespect. <laughs> let's check in on Stephen Thomas Erloine of All Music. Stunt. Four stars out of five. Nice. By trying to mask their smart-ass humor in a big pop production, the Bare Naked Ladies attempt to set themselves up for the big crossover that they nearly achieved with such past singles as Be My Yoko Ono and Brian Wilson. Nothing on Stunt, the group's fourth studio album, is so clearly jokey, although alcohol comes close. Mm. But they still rely on clever satire that may irritate some listeners who would otherwise be won over by the group's increased musical skill. Never before has the band been able to pull off so many different styles from jangly pop and alt-country to loungy bossa nova so well. All right. Musically, it could convince the doubters who have written off Bare Naked Ladies as novelty pranksters, but the lyrics still will stand in the way of trod rockers predisposed to this style of music. All right. There's a part of me that's willing to bury the hatchet with Stephen Thomas Erlwine if he uh, apologizes for his, fashion, for his fashion nugget review. If he goes back and fixes... Oh, he shredded cake. Yeah, if he fixes that. Oh, he killed that, him. If he fixes that, then I'll be okay with him. Oh, he killed But I can cake. never fully respect awesome. the man for how he just did John McRae wrong. Oh, he killed cake. Killed cake. But that's fine because cake's not that good. Well, fuck you. <laughs> All right, here's some fantastic, the penultimate track. See, they're fading off a little bit. There we go. I like that. I want more of that. Well, they do that in If I Had a Million Dollars, but that's not uh, oh, that good enough. And then they're throwing the, the macaroni mac and cheese oh, wait, now boxes you're, now, on stage. Now you're mad that they have involved fans? Uh, Come on. Can we please be a little cooler? <laughs> See, at this point, I've kind of had my fill of the band. Yeah, I agree. I don't need. I, I don't think this is a terrible song. Maybe I could have taken out a couple in the middle, like alcohol, to bump this up a little bit. But yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I guess that's where I come down on Bare Naked Ladies. That they're one. They're just one of those bands, and there's a lot of them where I totally see their appeal. Mm-hmm. I, I put them on in the right spot. They could hit you right where it matters. Right. They have songs that are not just good but great. Yep dotted throughout their discography but for me like sitting down and listening to an entire album mm, that's a tough ask life just began here's the closer bob when you dream as eyes that roll back in his head they flutter and dart he slows down his heart Pictures the world past his bed. It's hard to believe 
You know, Dan, I like it when an album ends on... Don't you do it. Like a really... Don't you take my it, thing. You just bring it down a notch and you're going to end on a on a note like this that really... Don't do it. Really like that. That's I like it. I like when albums end this way. I stand by it. Yep. And uh, that is Stunt by the Bare Naked Ladies. Although it would be great if all of a sudden Ed just went, It's banned! And just ends. <laughs> brings it back up. So, you know, the thing with them is when Yatsban was just so big and back then a hit song would really saturate everything the market to the point where it would honestly ruins a band because people are so sick of that song that they just write you off um so when they came back with their next album uh, I believe it was called Maroon Maroon um they never came close to replicating the success of, of stunt, but I will say that the lead single off Maroon. Oh yeah. Pinch me. I really, yep. it is not a cool song. It's a TJ Friday mixtape. Definitely. Single for the ages, but I think they really nailed what they were going for with it. Yep. I agree. And it sounds very of its era. It's very 2000 with the guitar plucking and there's a backwards guitar solo in it. But it's great. It's the perfect time of year. And Bob, please, if you want to throw in one other non-stunt song, this is your chance. I feel fine enough, I guess. Considering everything's a mess. There's a restaurant down the street. Where hungry people like to eat. I could walk, but I'll just drive. It's colder than it looks outside. It's like a dream you try to remember, but it's gone. Then you're trying to scream, but it only comes out as a yawn. When you're trying to see the one beyond your front door. Take your times away, or I'm gonna make you smile. When you realize that a guy by side might take a while. Just to try to figure out what all this is for. So yeah, you could you could kind of sense a little bit of that yet spin vibe in the chorus there, which is what the record label wanted. Yep. Uh, all right. And there's there's a joke coming up here that I'm sure bothers you. Sprinkler on the lawn. We're gonna get to this next line coming up right after this. And run through with my gym shorts right, on. Here it comes. Take a drink right from the hose. No, nope, not that. Sorry. And change into some oh, and it's like, I heard you just say underwear. Yeah, oh, maybe, maybe it's right here. Climb the stairs up to my room. Nah, I guess I forgot it. But yeah, Sleep it's a fun single. Yeah. yeah. What do you got? Well, if you want to play one more Bare Naked Ladies One more song, before we pick our playlist song. I would go back to Rock Spectacle, which I think you would probably enjoy the most. Because it's okay. the most kind of calm, uh, mid-tempo-y bare naked ladies doing what they do. But I want people who have never heard anything outside of Erzban to hear what I think is one of their best songs. And that's Brian Wilson 
from okay. Rock Spectacle. So the live version. The live version. Of Brian Wilson. All right, here it is. Track one on the live album. Is there going to be a preamble here, Bob, or is it get ready? I've been. Yes, man. Drink. Oh, shit. downtown in the rain. 9.30 on a Tuesday night. Just to check out the late night record shop. You're definitely in the crowd for this with Miranda. I'm just playing this now because I get uh, royalties. I just can't stop. Me and Miranda would have loved it, though. It's a matter of instinct, it's a matter of conditioning, and a matter of fact. You can go where Pablo's dog. Bring a bad here. Yes. Yes, we did it. What a night. Jason never replied. So. It's been a roller coaster of an <laughs> evening, but we did it. See, coming in slow here. Yeah, it's nice. Well, I had band just like Brian Think about all those whites <laughs> in the crowd enjoying themselves. Not a non-white in sight. I mean, come on, bare naked ladies. All right, here we go. It is time now, Bob, to pick the song for the Throwback Podcast playlist, which now runs... Once we add this song, 114 songs and a full eight hours deep. Love that. Before we How pick this that? song, Dan, we have to thank the people that make it possible. The people that voted. It's been you this whole time. It's been you. Uh, everybody on Patreon.com slash Throwback Pod. Kicking in $2 a month, $6 so a hungry. month to vote in the poll. $12 to watch our little mini pods that we're doing now. Those are uh, fun. We're having fun with we, those. Yeah, we are having fun what with those. What was the most recent one we did? Uh, we talked stuff. about heavy metal. Heavy metal. Oh, Bob's heavy metal pick was insane. It was insane. So like, gotta, I was, like I've known Bob for you're still 35 not, years. You're still not fully over. I am not I am not over Bob's selection as the greatest heavy metal song. Don't of all don't time. say it. You I have won't to go. You have to go find it. Hey, listen. Uh, I won't say it, but I still am not over it. Our top tier sponsors. Thank you to Kleiny and Mansi over in Australia, Courtney and Wyatt, uh, and of course the one and only Bruno, the sponsor. Thank you guys, Bruno, the sponsor, Canadian. So you know he's fucking loved every second of this episode. Oh my god, that guy's. Fucking going nuts like when I was talking in the about the woods. when I was talking about weird Canadians did not mean Bruno. He's one of the good ones. <laughs> he never hung out with Christy up in Canada. Oh, Christy, how could you be we'll, so insensitive? We'll we'll get to her at some point on the spot. Are you gonna kill your ex girlfriend? Uh, why are you gonna help? <laughs> we'll get to that. But thank you to everybody on Patreon.com/slash ThrowbackPod. Join the party. And if you don't join the party, go give us five stars on iTunes. That's yeah. That if you can't give up the money and we get it we get it things are wild right now uh yeah uh, it's free to head over to itunes and leave the five-star rating and even a comment if you want but the five-star rating really does help us on some level yeah it does all right time so, to pick a song Bob. here we go this is big to it's- me it's a no-brainer but um again this is not really my band and maybe it's not your band either, but it's definitely more your band than it is my band. That so, is true. Uh, I think you know the song that really uh, kind of touched me. Yep, I do. But it doesn't have to be that choice. That's no. your call. I am unfortunately, Dan. I'm going to have to veto. I'm going to have to veto your pick <sighs> because I don't think that 
one week should be the song on the throwback podcast <laughs> playlist. So I'm sorry. I don't know if this is going to cause problems. It's been the song that I've been waiting to hear I on know. this playlist for so long. I know, but you know what? I just think we're going to have to do something we've never done before, I think, and put a song from the Sleep Sex Mix on the throwback yes. podcast playlist. Yes. I just think it's the right thing to do. Actually, you want to hear something cool. Will it make will it make future barbecues weird when the song comes on <laughs> and you start sleeping and or sexing in front of everybody? Maybe. Or both at the same time. What a great segue. So last episode, as we brought up, is in excess. And we chose one of the great ballads of the 80s. Never Tear Us Apart. Right. So let's listen to that seg, Bob. Now, on my music provider... Apple Music, you can do a crossover. So yeah, I yeah. just want to hear our crosses over. All right, let's hear. Let's see what we did. What have we done? Let's see what we've done. What have we created here? All right, I have to build out the, the uh, crossover a little bit more. I feel like Spotify would have nailed this on the first try. All right, here we go. That's nice. That's nice. So I feel like we've now created a playlist that has about a 10-minute window to just yeah. pork. Post-COVID, guys, bring when you bring that uh, special lady, that special fella home, just jump to track 113 on the Throwback Podcast <laughs> playlist and hit play. All right, call and answer. Yes, is the latest song on the playlist, so check that out anywhere uh, that you stream your music, and it will be there for you. And... We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you again to all the Patronis and all the regular listeners. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at ThrowbackPod, Instagram at ThrowbackPod. And uh, if you don't do that, go fuck yourself. Absolutely. And right now I'm going to call her. Me too. Wait, what? It's the getting to the point that is the hardest part. If you come. 